live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Living Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Brent pulling up right now. Casey pushing all the right buttons. How we doing, gentlemen? Yeah, we're good. How are you doing? Good, man. Happy Thursday, everybody. You know what today is? Thursday. Yeah. You know what else it is? No idea. Casey? Not a clue. Two weeks from the NFL draft, baby. Jags ah. are on the clock. We got two weeks to go until that number one overall pick. Was uh, you drinking some uh, tea over here, Casey, last night? Action Sports Jacks. Casey, the Arizona tea. Started to be like those fishermen on Saturday is morning. That, just leave stuff behind. Is that sweet or is that unsweet? That would be uh, ginseng and honey. Um, so sweet? I guess that would be sweet if it's uh, got honey in it. Dang it. Here we go. Right I'm still kicking myself fan. about getting him uh, an iced tea instead of a sweet tea. Um, if he asked me to go out to like the, yeah, the fast food it's spot okay, or something. man. Don't hurt yourself now. It's all good. It's all right. Uh, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. We are two weeks away from the NFL draft, folks. And that means every uh, possible situation has been played out in everybody's mind. I did uh, think about this one earlier today. What would surprise people the most? I think we did this surprise thing and, and shocking nature a couple weeks back of like who, well, now that we're getting a little bit closer, we've seen all these scenarios play out. I mean, what seriously would shock everybody or surprise people the most if the Jags did? Because today, the, the rumbling today, right, is that Doug Peterson wants an offensive guy. Mm. I don't know if you saw that. There's some no, reports out that, uh, again. Now, did he I, say this, or are people saying he said yeah, this? Yeah, no, I say reports, okay, like, well then, in yeah. quotes, okay. right? And so around NFL circles, there was one coach that said, "There's, it's no secret, Doug Peterson wants an offensive lineman. And who is this guy? Just so I can tweet uh, I at him a little bit. I think his name was uh, Matt Lombardo. Does this? I don't know if you saw it, Casey, but I think Matt Lombardo might have been. All right, the all name. right. Um, and I can't keep up with who's who and, and if they're right, you know. But it's it's fun. Fodder. Hey, right? Yeah. No, all I'm going to say is if you're an NFL expert and or a quote-unquote insider and your profile picture is you holding a football, like, in front of the camera but kind of out of focus, trying a little too hard, Matt Lombardo. Trying to trying to way too hard. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, 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 I don't look like I play football, but trust me. I can hold the football, and this football is in the picture, so I know what I'm talking about. Well, that might be right on par, actually, with what we're we're talking about here, because he might be trying a little too hard on this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? sure. I mean, we're all trying hard to figure it out. I don't know, actually. I don't know if we all are. I don't. I'm not trying to figure it out. I think we kind of have a ballpark of what it's going to be, mm-hmm. uh, and so the level of surprise at what it could be would be. I'll tell you what. The biggest surprise to me would be if they trade it out. I just think there's no chance. I've said that for. Two months now. You, you have a, yeah, I think you have a hundred dollars on it. I think I probably do. Right, a yeah. hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there, and so, I mean, that would probably be the biggest surprise. Uh, but again, I think you go back to like, I don't believe this coach. Okay, I don't believe that Doug. I think Doug Peterson isn't narrow-minded enough to say I'm an offensive guy. I need an offensive player. He knows it's a football team, mm-hmm. right? And he looks at his football team and he says, All right, where's our strength? Where's our weaknesses? We talked about this yesterday, right? That's why I don't think offensive line makes a lot of sense. I think you can say Jags have hey, a mediocre, average offensive line. Well, it average is like 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere in there in the NFL. I think you can make the case that their offensive line is that. I think you have a very hard time making the case that their pass rush is that. I think you have a very hard time making a case their wide receivers are that. Mm-hmm. And so 
those are the position. Look where you can upgrade the most, right? And that's why pass rush makes really a lot of sense uh, to upgrade the most of what you've produced the last couple of years and also the domino effect of what that might help, what that might help on the rest of the defense, how that might make Josh Allen even better, how might that make your depth, even like DeWan Smoots and, and Arden Keys better, and how much that might help you get the football back for your man, Trevor Lawrence, in this offense that, that you're trying to rally around too. So um, I, I just think, I think there's a lot of logic. Don't lose sight of logic, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in this whole process. If I can help you navigate it a little bit, don't lose sight of the logic of the NFL draft because we don't want to talk about the same things over and over and every day. Yeah. You know? No, I feel like that's what we're doing sometimes. I mean, well, listen. It is. It it's, is. If, it's the if, nature of it. If Cam Robinson somehow gets traded, then okay. Jaguars taking an offensive tackle at number one. If Cam Robinson is going to be throughout the draft, then he's your starting left tackle, and they're going to address the defensive side of the ball. Um, or maybe even trade down, but I think the defensive side of the ball will get addressed. It's, it's as simple as that. Like, yeah, Doug Peterson is an offensive-minded guy, and Doug Peterson loves his offensive linemen, but Doug Peterson is also a football coach, and he understands that, yeah, you have to have a great offense, but guess what? You have to have a, a sustainable defense as well, and there was a lot of holes last year, especially in terms of getting after the quarterback. That's one of the positions of need right now. So that has to be addressed at number one uh, or whatever we're going to pick in the first round. Yeah, I can't get over the uh, I can't get over the fact that we've talked we talk about this a lot. I think Jags got better mm-hmm. in free agency. I think they'll get better in the draft. I, I think it's hard on paper not to get better in those two instances, right? You have chances to get better. You have money to spend. You have draft picks, and you're going to at least on paper theoretically get better. Well, listen. I mean, when you spent the most ever in free agency, you better get better. Well, and that's my point. There's yeah. there's levels of better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay, you fixed some weaknesses, you got better. I still think the burning question, and this is something we won't find out until the season, and I think on paper it doesn't look like they did that much, is did they gain on the league, you know? Mm-hmm. And what we don't know is how much coaching will help with that. Did they gain on the league because now they got a coach that's won a Super Bowl? Did they gain on the league because Trevor's going to be better? Because, well, he couldn't be put in a worse situation than last year. Did they, did they gain on the league because now they can utilize some more weapons? Now Travis Etienne's healthy. Now they might have two pass rushers uh, or four if you look at their depth. Uh, I don't know. We don't know the answers. But I think, I think it's a fair curiosity how much better they got based on the highlights and headlines that the rest of the league made, including most recently, once again, the Raiders. Say. Yeah. The Raiders are a team that a few years back were not different than the Jags in terms of kind of where they were. Mm-hmm. They were trying to build it up. Well, now you look at the Raiders some four or five years later, whenever that started, and look at the – okay, they're extending their quarterback. They're adding guys like Devontae Adams. They're adding guys like Chandler Jones. They're coming off a playoff berth. I mean, it's pretty impressive, you know, what the where the Raiders are, say. Yeah. And so are you even near the Raiders? And, and no, the answer is no. Did you gain on the Raiders? Probably not. And that was a team that was probably level with you, an organization that was probably level with you, or at least in the same realm, a few years back. No, for sure. Um – you know, I mean, did you get better with Fadukasi? Did you get better with Aluakon on defense? Yeah, I, I would say so. You know, and then if, if you found your nickel guy, and we'll see exactly what that's going to look like. But, I mean, did you get better at Darius Williams? Yeah, I would say so. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, did you get better at Evan Ingram? Absolutely. I think he's going to be a massive upgrade at the tight end position. Did you get better with Christian Kirk? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think he still has a lot to prove, but I think you did get better on the offensive side of the ball with Christian Kirk. I think even a bigger question is, is how much can you improve with the guys that you had last year? 
because some of the guys that you counted on last year that didn't play up to their full potential are going to be counted on once again this year. And I think that's going to be on Doug Peterson and company to try to get the best out of those players. Because one could say, okay, LaVisca Chanel, yeah, he had a rough season. Was that Urban Meyer-based? Was that just a lot of distractions in the locker room-based? There's a couple of guys I feel like that could be getting a starting nod this year that underachieved last year. And maybe Urban Meyer had something to do with that. My point, though, is, okay, so you spend all this money in free agency. That immediately makes you better. How could it not? But... How much better are you going to be with the guys that you had last year who are going to be counted on to be starters once again? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Fair question. What's the confidence level, I think, is is an interesting one here. Trent Baalke is not a fan favorite. He's the guy you would think be pulling the trigger on this selection and other selections. But we also know it's a collaborative effort Mm -hmm. and Doug Peterson has been vocal about wanting a role I appreciate that about Doug you know you wonder that and maybe that's something he learned is that something that he learned in the Philly days because of some of the angst that came from I want this guy you want this guy you know and and then something doesn't work out and stuff boils over well first of all I think Doug has a comfort level of saying I got a Lombardi trophy and well this GM coming in isn't like (laughs) he <laughs> doesn't have a ton of equity. Hmm. I'm coming in and saying, I'm gonna, I want to say, okay? If you're going to hire me as the head coach, I want to say. Cool, fair enough. I'm also not afraid to say that I have a say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be coaching the guys. So I think it's been a little refreshing to hear that. And he said it multiple times. He said it back at the news conference. He said it uh, down at the owners' meetings as well. That hey, I would like some input here. Um, and, and while you, you sit there and say, like, well, is that kind of common? Yeah, I think it is pretty common. But we did have a guy in Doug Marone a few years ago that basically said, I don't know, ask the guys down the hall. I just coach what they what they give me. Yeah, you know? but, but I think that was more not necessarily dealing with the draft. That was more of just how the culture was being ran and everything. Well, both, though. He said that about the culture, too. But he also, when you asked him about guys around this time of year, okay. he would say, well, you got to ask Dave and, and, oh, and sure. Tom. You know? okay. So yeah. he deferred to them. Now, okay. do I think he had a say in something? Yeah. Yes, I do. Well, but he yeah. wasn't really commenting on that part of it. I don't think you're going to see that with Doug. I think Doug's going to be like, listen. I am going to shop for the groceries a little bit here. No, I mean, I think it's very common around the league that a coach is going to have some sort of say of, of how the draft shakes out. Now, we had Jack Del Rio back in the day saying that he didn't know they're taking Blaine Gabbert. You know, so that's, that's a buffet line. Yeah, so, so, so that's definitely an exception. But usually the way it works with head coaches is, I mean, you got to keep in mind what the jobs are, right? The, the, the GM's job is to evaluate the talent, but the coach's job is to spend time with the players. And Doug Peterson has spent far more time coaching players, being around players, than Trent Baalke has. Very rarely do you ever spend a lot of time with the general manager. So Doug Peterson maybe gives a list of like, hey, Trent, you know, this is maybe our first year working together. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I want. Trent takes an information and goes, okay, I'm going to find you some guys. But at the end of the day, this is Doug Peterson's team, right? And this is Doug Peterson's guys that he has to work with on a daily basis, not Trent Baalke. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you look around the league, I think a head coach, I think any successful team, their head coach is going to have a lot of input in terms of how this draft is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I love bringing up that story, by the way. It's still unbelievable. If he, uh, I don't even know if Casey will, will know about it. Well, I think he does because of our three-year anniversary show. But uh, when Jack Del Rio came on the show and yeah. was talking about wow. uh, I mean, it's still one of the most revealing things we've had here in a few years is that he, he came on the show and said he was in the buffet line getting lunch, yeah. and all of a sudden, the Jags were on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody said, hey, Jack, you might want to come back to the room. We're picking Blaine Gabbert. Chaos, man. <laughs> Absolute chaos. <laughs> By the way, it also shows that was a nice, relaxed Jack Del Rio, about six picks. 
before he was willing to go get a bite to eat. Yeah, true. True that. <laughs> so the message to Doug Peterson is, hey, eat early. But don't leave the room. There it is, man. Yeah, <laughs> just, 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 just yeah. have catering go right in there, man. You're good. <laughs> that's, that's right. Get it catered You're in. Good. I wonder if that changed after that. Oh, no, I, I hope think so. it's catered in. I hope so, man. <laughs> Nobody leaves. Yeah. Uh, so um, I, I really, uh, so I guess I asked the question, what's the confidence level? Uh-huh. You got a Doug Peterson uh, that's been around it. He knows what he's looking for. He's, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you who's the heavy in the room. I don't know that. But it does seem like it's a joint effort here. Does that give you confidence, even though I know there's not a ton of confidence in Balky, uh because of his track record? I, I know he hasn't built up a lot of equity. Uh, there's a little blind faith right now and just kind of, okay, hit and hope when it comes to Balky. Mm-hmm. But does Peterson actually give this fan base confidence, give the organization confidence that they're going to make some of the proper selections coming up in this draft, or do we just have to hope they get lucky? So you can look at this from two ways. You can see that Trent Baalke's on thin ice right now, and this draft has to work out well for him, or else he could be gone by the end of the year. Or you can say, all right, well, yeah, Trent Baalke's on thin ice, so maybe he's going to do things his way and maybe take his word over Doug Peterson's. I like to think that the, the word collaborative has been thrown around so much, not only in, in the Jaguars, but also just in society. I mean, I, I said it like 10 times today already <laughs> in terms of collaboration. It's just, it's, it's, just a, it's just a word that's being used um, this year. And, hey, whatever, man, I'm here for it. Word of 2022. So it's the word of 2022. So I, I do believe that, you know, Peterson is going to have a lot of input of, of what this draft is going to look like. And I think the better relationship that you can have if you're Trent Baalke with Doug Peterson, the better it is for your job security. Because you're one or two head-scratching picks away and maybe going against a Doug Peterson pick from being out on the street. So I think this is going to echo Doug Peterson's um, mentality of what he wants in a football team. And I think, once again, I think they're going to collaborate and come up with the best picks possible. This sounds weird, right? Uh you know, you go to pressure and everybody will say preparedness. Uh, I don't believe in luck. I believe in being prepared. There's some like great quotes like that or whatever. Sure, the Jags going to be prepared, right? They did their homework, we think. Did they do enough of their homework? I think one of the big things on a day of the draft or the days of the draft is will you get emotional and stray away from your plan or will you stick to your plan? Because there are stories of that now. Yeah. Not just in Jacksonville, but in other places where people get emotional to see somebody on the board and then they, they stray away from their plan and screw things up. Sure, because there, there's a domino effect, and and I'm sure there are, by the way, stories that that really worked out. Sure, great hunch worked out. Wow. So I, I come back to, how much of this thing is really luck for the Jacksonville Jaguars? How unlucky have they been, and how much does luck play a role in any draft for any team? And should we just be hoping the Jags get lucky to some degree? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they have been lucky in the past. I think Miles Jack falling to them was lucky. I think Jalen Ramsey falling to them was definitely lucky. I think Josh Allen. I think, you know, the at the time, the Oakland Raiders taking uh, Colin Farrell. What's it? Colin Farrell? Or uh, whatever. Um, yeah. I think no, Colin, Colin Farrell's Colin. an actor. Yeah. It is. Uh, Colin Farrell was in True Detective yeah, season. Now his name escapes me. Now you should, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his name? It's a Raiders guy. I mean, it's not good that we can't think of it. Josh Allen dropped to him. Yeah, so, I mean, they got lucky with that. There's not a lot of luck involved here at the number one pick. I mean, you're starting things off. You're you're setting the tempo here. So, luck's not really going to be involved with this one. You got to make the right selection. You got to pick the best player of this draft at number one. So, 
I think there's a lot more pressure on you because you, you, you can't run the risk of getting lucky now. You have to go out and say who the best player of the draft is going to be. Yeah, and, and by the way, luck probably figures in the longer you go in the draft, right? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, 33 is going to be lucky, and, but... Well, maybe not. I mean, you get to yeah. sleep on that. you got plenty of homework done on the top 40, 50 guys at the very least, probably sure. more. And so you get to sleep on that selection or move up or move back or do whatever. Mm. Uh, so, I mean... But I do think around 65 and 70 and who drops to you and those kind of things, eh, maybe you get a little bit more in play. Can you get a pick at number 70 that turns into be Max Crosby? Cleveland, Yannick Farrell, Godway, by the way. Cleveland, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you talk George Pickens' names. I mean, come on, Cleveland. Ah, no, Cleveland. I mean, I'm not mad at Cleveland. Cleveland? <laughs> it's hard to remember. Oh, yeah, it is hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I want to call him Connor every time, and I know it's not no, true. No, but, but also, I mean, <laughs> I Colin. and I'm not sure what the stats look like, but I feel like I probably would remember your name a little better if you probably would have had a couple more quarterback sacks. Yeah, so. I think, you know, I think he hasn't been awful, but I don't think he's been good. Let's go, let's go to the stats here real quick. Oh, no, he's been awful. Uh, oh, awful. Four, four, four and a half sacks his rookie year, two sacks his second year, and this past season, one and a half sacks. Yes, that was a bad... In uh, 16 games. That was a bad Mayock pick. In 16 that games. That was a reach and a half. That actually felt Ouch. a little bit like... Well, I mean, to be fair, it's not like he's starting. Now, he, he did... He started 11 games back in 2020 and only had two sacks. Okay, well, he's not starting and he's a top five pick, so that says the story, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, I mean... Yeah, from a statistics standpoint, statistic I get what you're saying. Yeah. But if you're not starting and you're a top five pick, <laughs> no, that's no, a problem. Trust me, it's not a good pick. Not a good pick. Um, so uh, this number one selection for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I got one more question for now on it. Is is every – like Trevor Lawrence didn't feel like a, a has bust potential, okay, mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of people high on Zach Wilson – a lot of people high on Justin Fields. I know I was. Like, I really like the entire quarterback class, like those top five guys. Yes. really do. I yes. think they're all going to have success in the NFL. I uh, didn't factor Davis Mills in, and he looks like he's off to a decent start. Yeah, he might have been the most like, surprisingly impressive. Yeah. And so, how, like, Thibodeau seems like we've, we've had Thibodeau be like, okay, boom or bust, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I feel like conservatively safe picks are those offensive linemen. Uh, there's a differing opinion on this guy can be elite or this guy's just going to be okay like Jokel or mm-hmm. Fisher, you know. Um, and Fisher, I wouldn't put in as elite. He's had a good career, but I'm not sure he's elite. No, I mean, I, mean, I think you, I think I would, I would call Fisher solid. Solid, yeah. And Jokel, obviously, below no, average. Yeah. So is are these offensive linemen more like those guys or are they elite? Like, yeah. I think there's differing opinion on that. Mm-hmm. And so then you get Hutchinson. And Hutchinson, a lot of people are, are in the – there's like a majority – of people that believe, hey, this guy's going to be a solid player, like a Correct. good player. Probably not a great player, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably not much of a, a bus potential. Mm-hmm. And then you get a guy like Walk, um, uh, Walker, sure. <laughs> Trayvon Walker, sure. Trayvon Walker, who has so much upside. I don't feel like there's bus potential with him that much. But I do feel like there's curiosity of where the hell do we play him, uh, for sure. right? Yeah. And so there's confusion around him more than anything. So I guess as you look but at... Do, do you think there is bus potential due to the, the lack of college stats? Well, I just don't feel like a lot of people are talking like bus potential there. Okay. You know, I think more people are enamored oh, with no, the ceiling potential than they are the bus potential. Whereas yeah. a lot of people are enamored with the, the bus potential of Thibodeau. Sure, but no one's talking about how Walker's going to look his first year in the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is these... So those five guys that seem to be... Somewhere on the board of, of what you could take. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there really no risk in taking any of them? Because you're going to be okay either way. So are you saying there's no risk in terms of the edge rushers or everybody? Everybody. 
just if, if you put five people down that you think the Jags could take, or, sure. or let's just say you four, you want to eliminate Thibodeau, you could put them in. Yeah. Do you think the Jags are going to end up with a good football? The odds are the Jags will end up with a good, productive football player regardless. Now, how high that ceiling goes, does he go to Canton, Ohio? Is he a perennial Pro Bowl? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's very limited chance of bust. Like, even his floor is pretty good. Do you think so, the Jags could go in all these different directions and be okay? So Hutchinson, I don't think it's going to be a bust. I think Walker could come in and start out slow. Like, to me, like, everyone talks about how Walker is, like, this athletic freak, and which he is by all means. But, like, it reminds me a little bit of, like, where Sean Gary was out of college, where Rashawn Gary ran a 4.58. You know, he had a 38-inch vertical, a 120 broad jump, had an insane shuttle run, and, like, everybody was, like, so enamored with all the numbers saying he's a freak. I mean, essentially, what everyone says about Walker, they said about Rashawn Gary. Now, if you remember how Rashawn Gary did his first couple of years, and keep in mind who Rashawn Gary was out of college, he never had, I think, a season over five career sacks in terms of his production. So when Rashawn Gary goes to Green Bay, and his first two years is very limited. Um, and, and people were ready to call that dude a bust. Now, if you look at this past season, I mean, he, he kind of caught on, and now all of a sudden he's, you know, in terms of statistics and everything, he's one of the, the, the better pass rushers in the entire league. But it took him a little bit to get acquainted. 6'4", 277, 34 and 1 ace arms, 4, 5, 8, 40. Pretty impressive. When I see Walker, well, that could essentially be the same path that he takes. And I think if you talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars taking him number one, are you okay with saying, okay, well, maybe he's going to have maybe a first, you know, uh, a, a one year where he's got to get ingrained in it. Maybe it's going to take him two years to kind of get his feet acclimated a little bit. Or do you want a guy that's going to come in right away and set the league on fire? I'm not sure if Walker's going to be that guy. So you might have to have a little more patience with that dude. So if that's the case, then, yeah, I, I would say there is a risk there in terms of how patient you are. Now, you won, what, three games last year? How patient can you afford to be coming off what you showed last season? Yeah. Uh, hey, I tweeted out, uh, by the way, I know Bulky hasn't built up equity, but all drafts are about luck to some degree. And um, I don't really think this is up for much interpretation here. So I just wanted to share what I tweeted. Uh, overall, I feel like I'm um, overall a pretty nice guy, right? Like, not not probably as nice as some people would say, but overall pretty nice guy. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, man. I'm still in Rashawn Gary mode. Uh, I yeah. thought that was a fantastic comparison. It was a good comparison. But Thank then you. I got thrown off by the fact that Sam said, fact that y'all believe the draft is luck proves y'all are clueless. I don't think. Uh, I, did I say it was luck? No, I did. Yeah. I said there's some luck to some yeah, degree. Yeah, but, but in the he draft. said you guys. Don't, don't put me in the guys. I don't know, but. Okay. Sam, I'm just going to say you're an idiot. Oh, ouch. So that's what I'm getting at here. Being called that, as clueless, then that, you're an idiot. That's because, I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> there, okay. there is luck in the draft. Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there is luck in the draft. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you don't think there's luck in the draft, then you're not only clueless, but you're an idiot. Because all I have to do is tell you Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady to tell you that there's luck in the draft. I sure. can give you Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. I can give you five million names to show you there's luck in the draft, or you wouldn't be drafted in the third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round of uh, things. Okay. Sam, Sam. You happy with that? My I mean, goodness, do, you think Sam. Sam, do you think Sam was just maybe trolling a little bit and didn't, you know? It's Sam, no, Sam actually. Sam, 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 Sam says, correct, they drafted a QB and developed him. You're welcome. Yeah, they drafted, they, they drafted Tom Brady to develop him in the sixth round. Okay. That's what they did to, to turn in the goat. Who's Sam? <laughs> I don't know. Who, is, but Sam who are we talking going. about? Okay. Go. Hey, it's on Twitter, man. We're on Twitter, just to let you know. We, Twitter, we, Facebook, we, we YouTube, are on Twitter, Twitch. but now we're letting one comment? 
Dictate what we got to go? I like what we're doing here. Yeah. Yo, we're just going to grill people now? Bruce, say hey, You got to hold hey. people accountable. All right, all right, hey, haters. Hey. I mean, what are we doing here? Hey, I mean, it's just there's no luck in the draft. You're an idiot. All right, everybody else got something to say to Brent? Let's go. We're, we're breaking you down today. Shock your Twitters. Let's go. Shock your Twitters, Sam. I like it. Action Sports Shacks. I thought I had a great comparison with Sean Gary. We just bypassed it. By Forget way, we'll it, man. Play it. We'll play it on, like, the proof of performance later, okay? We'll no, 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 dude, dude, it's, not, dude, it's so all good. good. I'll, I'll just go to the Green Bay Radio, and they'll have me on, and then we'll break it down. It's fine, man. Well, hey, everybody's raving a, about that take. I mean, what do you want me to do, pat you on the back or call Sam an idiot? I mean, I guess call this dude. I don't even know an idiot. I don't know. Like, at least if we're calling idiots, like the, the dude that said that Doug Peterson, you know, is taking offensive linemen. <laughs> like, let's call that dude an idiot. Well, you did early in the show. Uh, that's what I'm saying, because he's verified. He's got 30,000 followers. How many followers does Sam have? Now we shock people's mocks hey, all the time. That are, hey. We call people idiots every day. Because it's part of the terrifying. show. How many followers does Sam have? I don't care. It's part of the show. Sam's an idiot. Okay. We'll be back. Action Sports Shack on ESPN 690. There's no way that you can trade for Devontae and have Derek kind of swinging in the wind. You, you can't do that. Otherwise, why trade for him? You know what the personal connection is. You know, as far as those two are concerned, and you know just how that can manifest itself in a positive way on the football field into a very highly productive duo between Derek and Devontae. So I, I, I can see why they, you know, just in, from that fact alone, I can see why they locked Derek up to an extension. Oh my gosh, this guy's voice is right on the tip of my tongue, and I, I can't. That, I mean, I didn't really hear it. Is that Max Kellerman? No. No. Okay. No, it was. Um, gosh, Brent. I must be getting old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. this is like an easy one. It really is. I mean, and I just can't think. Of it. I'm just. Totally I mean, can you play it one more time, please, so I can come and get this point? Yeah, it's if you get it. There's no way that you can trade for Devontae and have Derek kind of swinging in the wind. You you can't do that. Otherwise, why trade for him? You know what the personal connection is. Mark Slareth? You know, as far no. as those two are concerned. You know just how no. that can manifest itself in a positive way on the football field into a very highly productive duo between Derek and Devontae. So I, I, I can see why they, Max you know, just in, no. from that fact alone, I can see why they locked Derek up to an extension. I'm Max Kellerman. No. no. I'm just not going to lie to you, Sam, if you're still listening. Now would be your chance to get back at Brent. <laughs> I, like, I I'm just going to be I honest just, with you. I, like, I can see, I, I know who this is, and yeah. I can't get the name. Yeah. Well, I'm having one of those moments. Mm, Oski. No. I don't. Let's, I'm not even going to say it right now. I'm going to get it. Paul Feinbaum? <laughs> you are so bad at this game. Yeah, because I don't watch like sports, like <laughs> news and stuff. You definitely know who this person is. Do I? I so, so, so you think first and last name? I, I don't watch sports. Well, no, like I don't watch like the ESPN stuff. Hey, I, 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 I simply don't. His words: a button. Yeah, man, cool. make it a button, man. That's a good, that's a good yeah, I don't got time to watch all the ESPN stuff. Uh, Especially since my man Jason Fitz has been, you know, kind of MIA. So if they get to use him, why would, why would I watch? That's true. Yeah. Hey, Where's he been? been? I don't know. Better get him back, though. No, That's Spain, my dude. Spain of Fitz. Nightly. Oh, he's, just, he's still on that thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jason. <laughs> you probably you don't hear him. It's because Casey's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Show. Yeah. That's a good point. Sports Shacks OT, baby. Yeah. So that's why I don't hear him. I, um, got, I got four people in the chat that got it right. I know. Way. And I'm not even looking. And believe me, I know who oh, the dang yeah, guy is. Guy. I, get, um, I mean, he, he, I'm just not getting he, it. Didn't he work for Jacksonville? Doesn't he work for the Jaguars? Or not? No. Or is that somebody else? No. It's not Bucky Who's, Brooks. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Nope, not him. Never mind. Sorry. This isn't uh, 
ESPN guy or NFL Network guy? ESPN. Did he work for Jax? No. No. Oh. No, somebody just sent me the... Did you just dab? Yeah, I just dabbed. Who first, was first the time in five years. anybody's dabbed? In five years. <laughs> uh, because Delphonic, because I, mean, I guess we're in the habit now that anytime oh, someone yeah. sends us something... I, I've got this for you. Yeah. Delphonic's the man. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good. I haven't had a Trent Bulky meme. Go ahead and uh, go, go ahead and read some of the numbers quick and say no. I wasn't right. All right, just tell me who the damn guy was. Louis Riddick. Oh, Louis Riddick. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I'm sorry, Louis. Should be a GM somewhere. Maybe should be the GM here. Who knows? You definitely get it. You can make the case. I can't believe that. I had to like look up what the dab was. Yeah, I haven't dab. seen it. In so no, long. my son's been on a dabbing rampage, so really? it's kind of starting to wash off him. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, funny. He, the kids like my kids were oh, into the dabbing. Yeah, like yeah. it was nonstop. Like yeah. you, could, you got cereal in the morning. You dab. See, you you <laughs> seem to do the gritty though. My son can do the gritty like nobody's. Hey, Adam Thielen, way better than you do. There's a story Just out saying. there. Yeah, and it's. There's just some things lately that are stunning the, the family inside the home. And that Ty did the gritty, apparently. Okay. Like around the baseball team. Yep. And that would stun us. I'm not sure if that's confirmed or, or, or fake. Yeah, yeah. But that's how the – if Ty's doing the gritty, then the gritty's – Oh, it's, it's washed? <laughs> the gritty's – no, oh, the I, gritty's like big. Oh, it's big. I got you. As okay. big as you can get. <laughs> I thought you I – okay. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> because – I, I would figure that'd be the last resort guy to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but I did see a home run. You see the Little League home run that was going around social media, and the kid did the gritty around third base. It was really good. I did. I missed yeah, that one. Funny. Okay. Um, it was it was a pretty wild scene. Uh, the gritty is in. Is it's there in. anything like the gritty right now? I mean, you're asking the wrong dude. Kinda. I, I mean, I think that the, the gritty is just the gritty. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Well, no, well I know, but like we've done. There, oh, do, do you mean like is there a big dance right now that's going on? Yeah, like, uh, well, is there a big thing, like a big fad, like the dab, right? I mean, that yeah. wasn't a dance, but it was a thing. Yeah. So right now it's like the gr- – I mean, that's unbelievable. Justin Jefferson has made it into that. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, which also, again, it's transcending not just in the NFL and football, but all other sports and walks of life mm-hmm. that people are doing the gritty. And I feel like every – I mean, does uh, – what else? What else was there? Was there the Dougie? <laughs> I mean, the the, the, the Dougie, Dougie was like back with like the Macarena. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're, now we're going way back. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, there's a thing you got every the jerk, time. You, you got, got the Soldier Boy. You got the Soldier Crank that Soldier Boy. Yeah. You, you got the Jerk. Um, you got the Stanky Leg. Uh, uh, you got that. Um, how do you spell Gritty? G R I D D Y? Yeah. I would say so. What's the dude? Uh, what was his name? I don't remember the name or the song. I had a hat, though. Well, that will help. I was picturing it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I guess he needs some more, man. Uh, the Korean dude. Dang it. Oh! Yeah, see? Got him style. That's it. Hey. Oh, yeah. So, there you go. That's one. That was That's my a good one. second year. My second year, me and Mercedes Lewis blasted that before every single home game. Remember, no, remember Shot Khan was involved out. with that? Like was they did, yeah, they did like uh uh, they did something. They played off it. Okay. And, and he oh, was in it. Yeah, that was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Also 10 years ago. Harlem yep. Shake. Harlem Shake was big. Yep. Good one. So is there, my, I guess my question is, is it is the gritty the thing right now, or is there anybody, like are people in the music world doing the gritty? Uh, no. They're no, not? No, no. What I mean, like if you had Drake like, doing like, the midi, like, gritty no, or something? Drake doesn't do anything. No. Well, Drake, I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, Drake, Drake, just a, a Drake did the hotline bling and that was it. Um, oh, like, mm, that's another one. It can only mean one thing. Yeah, like um, LeBron can't do the gritty, right? Sure because can. he's got to do his own thing. I said the hotline bling. Um, 
That was for, a thing. Hey, hey for, for people watching on the stream, that was a little treat for you. A little that's gonna cost you zero dollars. I'll give you welcome. another one, by the way. Like the Fortnite dances were a thing, but they've kind of gone away. Uh, that's true. True. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, the baseball players were doing them. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, everybody was doing them. Um, the yeah. kids were doing them. Um, yeah. Well, the the, the gritty's in Fortnite now. Oh, it is. Because so, so, you know, like, so the the Fortnite dance is like it started as something else. So like every oh, popular dance them? becomes the Fortnite thing. But who like the like the Fortnite, L thing? The, 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 came from, that came from YouTube video. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. But, like the, the Fortnite didn't invent anything. See, they just steal everything. Like this is Casey. Yes. That's why you can say that button is I don't watch sports because this is really why we bring in Austin Lane. Sure. For this kind of information. Where yeah, the audiences come from. I can tell you the chat is going nuts. Like, I can't even read it fast enough that people are having, like, right now we got Hokey Pokey on there. Oh, Hokey Pokey. See walking, MC Hammer's time, Tootsie Roll. It's going so fast. You guys got to relax with this, honestly. The worm. ridiculous. The worm. Tootsie, the Tootsie Roll? Okay. Okay, so we go back for decades and decades, right? Yeah. Yeah, some you can laugh. At and some will laugh at someday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's usually usually like an overlap yeah. and an overlay. Right now I feel like it's nothing. Did the pan will blame the pandemic or the supply chain? No, kids are still doing the <laughs> kids are still doing the it's the Will Smith slap. No, kids are still doing the gritty. I'm surprised. Whereas the Will Smith sta- Rick, Rick, slap got any the Will Smith slap got anybody suspended from school yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some families offended. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, like, it's no, become I, a thing, That's right? what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, that's what, uh, so it's a gritty for now. I would still say, that, yeah, the, the gritty. I mean, my son's got a pretty good idea of, of what's going on. I, I think I think the gritty's still in. What was the one Mike Sims Walker did? Uh, that was a Chopper City, uh, Chopper City Juke. Juke. Yeah, yeah. Chopper City Shuffle. Chopper City Juke, I think it was. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, like, did Chris Johnson do that, too? Uh, Mojo did it a couple times. Um, Chris Johnson did do it. I think... I can't remember if Brandon Marshall did it. I don't know. I think you're right. Don't, don't quote me on that. Yeah. yeah I, think I think Brandon did. Marshall might have did, did it. That was a very good call there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i just surprised, like, the Gritty became so big. And, like, Justin Jefferson, it's not like he's the most popular player in the league. Mm-hmm. He's a popular player. Mm-hmm. But I don't think his jersey sales are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And the willingness of other people in the league to copy the Gritty. Yeah. Because he got Thielen to do it. Jamar Chase. Yep. Right? Chase copied it, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, who's, who, who started it? It was the, it's the LSU receiver. Was it Shark? I thought it was Jefferson. No, I thought it was Jefferson. Oh, Jefferson? Okay. No, because yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but they were doing it. I thought he sat out a year. No, Chase sat out a year. Yeah, Chase sat uh, out a year. Oh, Jefferson did play the whole. Okay, yeah, then it might yeah. have been Jefferson. Okay. I think, okay. Je- I I think Jefferson's corrected. the I stand originator corrected. of it. Okay. Now, I'm sure he's not the originator of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it big. Uh, he mm-hmm. made it big. The Rays are about to get grittied on after getting swept by Oakland. <laughs> We go. We oh, hey, where, where's South Beach Gary at? Thanks for those two wins, by the way, for the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, you want to talk smack one day, and all of a sudden, yeah, Milwaukee's Brewers are back doing Brewer things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're the Orioles, if you're going to root for the Orioles, you better talk smack just the one well, day. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I, I guess it's hard to stay humble after one victory over the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers, and then not where we are. Uh, all right. Uh, a sign that Austin does know sports. Uh, at least according to Delphonic. We'll have that when we come back. Action Sports Shack on ESPN. <laughs> Just forget it. Just forget it. It's not that important. We're, we're doing the gritty all the way home. We're, we're talking about the worm instead of the... It's fine. We'll get to it, man. It's fine. Not it's a three-hour show. Who else talking smack on Twitter? Let's go we'll after them next. the gritty and the worm and the... We're all good. Chop a city juke and... We're all good. 
He's, he's got my shock and knock ready, it's all I'm going to say. Could be the last one of the year. And by the way, yeah, we also already had to go into the boss's office. Don't say we. I had to go. I had to no, make that did. journey by myself. Yeah, you did because yeah. you're insecure. Oh, yeah, this. because I'm pushing the limits. You're pushing the limits on shock your mock so much. Yeah. The last time he pushed the limits, he asked. He thought we were going to get FCC violations for having dip. Yeah, well, there's yeah, this time this he's actually going to speak. Dugout? Well, no, okay. Hey, hey, I'm sorry, because last time I ch- I'm not going to get into it. But there's some things you can talk about, like in terms of things that might be legal now in, in a lot of states, but we still can't talk about it or endorse it. Yeah. So I don't know what we can talk about, what we can't talk hey, about. It's confusing. So I'm just making sure I'm doing the right thing. Sorry for being professional. We'll be back on ESPN 69. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to say, and I always do this, Max and Jay, and y'all know this, I, I look at the beginning of one's career, not the end or the middle of their successful careers. I look at Russell Wilson's beginning of his career in Seattle. This is a perfect situation. They're retooling the defense. They got a nice nucleus of weapons in Tyler Lockett along with DK Metcalf, so you know you got some vertical stretch game there for him. You know, they got a tied in and Noah Fant that came over in the trade from Denver with Russell in the Russell Wilson trade. So you got some pieces there for him. He's better than Drew Locke. Let's face it. That is Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> I got it. One for one. Losing my fastball here, folks. I tell you what, we're off to a hot start on the show here on a Thursday, though. Mm. Brent Martin to Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. I've called somebody an idiot. That doesn't happen very often. I've been called clueless. Mm. Uh, and we have the social media feeds just rocking mm-hmm. with from the gritty to the Cupid shuffle to the electric slide to mm-hmm. uh, City Juke to you name it. Boot, scoot, and boogie. What does that look like? <laughs> scoot, boogie. Something I did in college, probably. That's, uh, that's, I know it's a song, but... What does that look like? Is well, that you're probably looking at a little boogie? Yes, very good, man. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good, yeah. very good. Uh, and wait a minute now, Trevon Walker or Trayvon Walker? We'll find out sooner or later. And Rashawn Gary? Yep, there you go. No, call it me doing my homework. You know. Okay, so go back to your because we just give us like a Cliff Notes version of what you said, and then I'll bring up this tweet. Cliff Notes version, real quick, Spark Notes. I think there's a lot of comparisons between Trevon Walker and Rashawn Gary. In the measurables or in the tape? In everything. If you break down what Rashawn Gary did at the combine, um, I'll bring it up real quick. Sorry. Didn't know we were going back here. Uh, 4 5 8, 38 vertical jump, 120 on the broad jump, 4 2 9 shuttle. Um, height was 6'4, 277 pounds, 34 and 1 8 inch arms and nine and five eighth hands yeah and so Rashawn Gary by the way productive wise has not been it oh this year he has this year with Green Bay yeah. I mean, before that was uh, took us was a was a slow build to okay I mean in, in the long run Casey like and trust me I was the biggest Rashawn Gary daughter out of anybody um you can ask any of my friends he did do pretty well this year I mean I mean the, he did so well they just released um Smith, Zedarius. yeah, yeah, Zedarius yeah Smith, yeah, and now he's taking his. Spot. So he's found a home and a spot. Is he? So well, it's so, about time. I mean, the guy's a first round pick. Well, I know, but to yeah. your point, did they? It did take a while to find a spot, given his. Well, you know, could that be the a, case with Trevon Walker? Well, no. My point is that it took a while for him to find his footing in the National Football League because if you go back to his stats in college, I think they're very comparable. So let's see what he did 
See, that's kind of hard to find his Michigan stats. Casey, do you mind looking that up for yeah, me, man? I got you. Thank By you. The way, I appreciate so it. So Delphonic gives us this all-time relative uh, athletic score never mind. Thing. I'm sorry. I found it. So five sacks is rookie. I'm sorry. Point five sacks is freshman year. Five and a half sacks is sophomore year. And only three and a half sacks his junior year. So your comparison is a little bit is lack of production in college, my too, right? To Trayvon Walker. So my comparison is literally what he did in college coupled with what he did at the Combine, coupled with what the size and the accolades are. Yeah, so the resume, uh, in terms of those numbers, uh, this is where Delphonic tweeted us, by the way, and made it to substantiate your point, Mm. is this all-time relative athletic score thing. If you believe in some of these metrics that compare, you know, some of the guys coming out to some of the older players, and Mm. you can compare anybody. Get us an Austin Lane comparison, by the way. Um, But anyway, the overall score, I think, is like, if I'm reading this correct, 9.99 versus 9.93. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of relative stats to Rashawn Gary. Yeah. Uh, with Trayvon Walker. What I wonder about a little bit is, did they know where Walker, uh, because I didn't follow Gary close enough, did they know where he was playing right away? Or did they tinker with some of his skill set to put him in different spots? No. Because that's the question about Walker, right? Are you yeah. going to throw him on the edge? Do you know where to put him? Does he fit better in a 4-3? Does he fit better in a 3-4? I heard Bill Polian talking today about it. He fits it on this three technique in a Tampa 2. Yeah, no, the, the problem with Rashawn Gary was when he got to Green Bay is he was going to be a defensive end. He was always going to be an edge rusher, but they had a guy in Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith who outplayed him. And when Rashawn Gary was in the game, he had a bad habit of over-rushing uh, the quarterback, not being on the same level, and was also susceptible in the run game. Um, if you go back to the playoff game a couple of years ago where they played Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he was in a lot more, that whole Leonard Fournette touchdown was his fault. If, if he plays his gap, Fournette doesn't score, and maybe the Packers go to the Super Bowl because all the momentum changed after that. I think it was like a 30- or 40-yard Leonard Fournette run. If Gary stays in his gap, I remember watching that and breaking it down because, once again, it was my job to prove that, hey, I don't think Rashawn Gary is going to be the guy for the Green Bay Packers to my friends. Well, he had a, a, a heck of a season last year, and now he's trending in the right direction to be a decent player. My only point is if you take a guy number one overall, and maybe there are Rashawn Gary comparisons, do you have the patience to say, all right, it might take you maybe one or two seasons to get acclimated to the NFL, and do you have time to wait on that? We will see. Um, and I mean, do you I, think so? I don't want to wait on it. Okay. No. Okay. I want, listen, I don't need all pro-level production in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I understand there's an acclimation period, there's time. But I do want impact. Sure. And I want the domino impact of that to be Josh Allen really good. Mm-hmm. The defense making other people better. And so if you can tell me that's happening and I can see that's happening, rather, I don't, really I don't want you to tell me that's happening. I want to be able to see that's happening mm-hmm. without you telling me that's happening. Mm-hmm. Then that's where I think production comes in. I think there are some unfair expectations on players sometimes mm-hmm. when they're picked high. But it doesn't mean they're bad players. They can be very productive players, grow into it, and boom, then take off. And uh, so I can wait for the greatness if it eventually comes and it sustains. Mm-hmm. But I... I don't want to wait too long. <laughs> no, sure. sure. <laughs> and I want some impact uh, at that number one overall position. Shock your mock coming up. Uh, I hear it's uh, potentially controversial. Yeah, that always is. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.